I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Today, I'm talking about what you need to make your home run smoothly with guest Laura Hernandez. In the workplace, there are systems for almost everything that needs to get done. For example, there are systems for starting or ending a project, communicating with vendors and clients, and distributing work, which ultimately frees up time for the business owners and employees to do the things that they really want to do, like serving their customers. What if we could do that for our homes? What if we could get everyone on the same page, eliminate confusion, and prevent decision fatigue so that we could do the things that we love to do together? Sounds heavenly, right? Well, it is possible. I can remember a time in my life when laundry would pile up, I would forget to pay the bills, or I'd run out of necessities like toilet paper, toothpaste, or even food before I would get around to going shopping again. It wasn't the end of the world, but it was stressful, and I would have to say no to spending time with friends or family so that I could catch up, which I never seemed to do. Over the years, I've worked hard to streamline some of those activities and those responsibilities in my home so that they are sure to get done and take a lot less time, and boy has it made a difference. This week's guest, Laura Hernandez, is all about systems and helping mamas eliminate, automate, or delegate tasks so that they can transform the chaos in their home to calm. In our conversation, we talked about the common systems that families can easily put into place and how to get the kids involved in the things that need to get done around the house. I so appreciate that Laura knows that each family is unique. There isn't a one-size-fits-all system that works. And we both agree that the secret sauce to creating systems that work for your family is knowing what your family's values are and what you want to accomplish together as a family and then work backward from there. As you listen to this episode, think about what you dread doing and imagine what it would be like to change the way you do it so that you can get on with the good stuff of family life. I'm sure our guests will have some ideas for you in this episode, but also in her master course from Chaos to Calm, which I will link to in the show notes. Plus, I'd love to talk to you more about it on Instagram or in the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. Are you ready to start parenting with clarity and purpose? Then let's talk. The free resources I offer are great, and I hope you're using them. But if you want to take it to the next level, I can help with personal insight and support. As a family culture coach, I'm here to help you know exactly what to do as you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We'll use a simplified step-by-step process that will equip you to reach your goals and fulfill your potential together. Head over to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash coaching to schedule a call. Today, I'm talking with Laura Hernandez. Laura and her husband, Tony, are raising their 10 amazing children in the Dallas area. In the past four and a half years, they have added six new children to their family, three biological and three through adoption. After reading many books on homeschooling schedules, large family logistics, and family dynamics, Laura found over and over again that nothing was fully relevant to her family, so she decided to develop systems and life hacks to keep her family running and organized. 
After creating systems that helped her family run smoothly, she launched Mama Systems to help mamas bring more peace to their homes by coaching them through ideas, schedules, incentives, chores, and delegating. Welcome, Laura. It is incredible to have you on the podcast with us today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So a question that we ask all of our guests that I'd love to ask you is, what is your family known for? Yes, I've been thinking about this. I think that probably our bigness is what sets us apart from most families. And so I think that's our number one thing. Okay. So tell me more about that. What does that mean? Well, well, let me, let me explain. (laughs) We have 10 children and so there's just a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So everywhere we go, there's 12 people tagging along and three of our little buddies are adopted and they also have special needs. And so I would, I don't want to be known as a special needs family, but I would love to be known as advocates. Yeah. And I don't know if people think of us that way at all, but that's kind of my heart and wanting to be an advocate for, for the little buddies who have no one to speak up for them. And then also in the special needs world, like that's more adoption world. And then special Mm -hmm. needs world is like speaking up for our kids when they don't, they don't really have a voice. Yeah. So Cool. And what is it? What are your age ranges? Remind me again. Yeah. Our oldest is 14 and our youngest is one. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of people just squished in together. Yeah. And so what do you like to do together? I'm sure that's a little bit of a challenge when the ages are quite different. It is a little bit of a challenge. We love to play games together. And so normally that's like separated up Mm -hmm. into big kids and little kids. And I would, I mean, one day when everybody's older, I would love for it to be like a whole family thing if everyone yeah. is capable of doing that. <laughs> so that's, I mean, we we just love to play games together and we love to watch movies together and we do a lot of RVing and so mm-hmm. we'll go on different trips and we did a whole West Coast trip last summer, this past summer. And then this next summer, we're kind of going up Northeast up to Maine and New York and okay. all of that. So so with all of you, tell me what that looks like. Cause we have my, my parents have an RV. So we've done quite a bit of RV trips, although my kids are now teens. And so they're like the size of grown ups. So whereas like seven in the RV used to be fun. It's now not that much fun anymore. So uh-huh. what is it like <laughs> for you with your family to RV? Well, we have a travel trailer. And okay. so, I mean, we're all just kind of crammed in there, but we are not spending that much time inside the RV, right? Where right. the focus is on the adventure and yeah. Or we're in the car and we watch a lot of movies so that we all get along the whole time. Yeah. But we all just kind of cram in the back and, well, I don't cram in the back. I have, my, <laughs> have our own little suite, you know? Yeah. And then the kids cram in the back. Gotcha. And we just oh, make fun. it happen. Oh my gosh. It's so really fun. fun. All right. So now your story is that you lean heavily into mama systems to make your life work. And I can just imagine, I love having systems in my household because it takes so much of the guesswork out of everyday life. But I want you to talk to me more about these mama systems, what they are and why we need them. Mm. Okay, I love this. Yeah, I kind of, when we adopted our three, we had just had our fifth biological. And so we went from having four kids to eight kids in one like one year, six months-ish. And we also did a cross-country move. And so it was just a whole lot. Like, mm-hmm. I remember just trying to like, lean up against the wall and be like, I just have to make it to bedtime. I just yeah. have to make it to bedtime. I'm just in survival mode. And 
I finally got to a point where I was like, we can't live this way. Like who can live this way? We've got to figure out something that works. Yeah. And so I'd read blogs and books and pod, listen to podcasts and all these things. And everybody had great systems and organization tips and how to make things work. But we had therapists coming in and out of our home all day. Mm-hmm. Some of our kids homeschooled, some of our kids went to public school. So we had the whole bus factor and school factor. And I mean, there, and appointments, we probably have about three appointments a week apart from therapy. And right. so just reading all of that, none of it worked for us. And so I was like, well, we got to figure out something that works for us. And so it was just a matter of me sitting down and kind of coming up with a plan that works for our family. And so kind of through that process is what I walk mamas through when they're, when I'm coaching them or mm-hmm. like through my courses, or whatever, that's kind of what I walk them through to figure out mm-hmm. things that work for their family because I'm no family is the same. Yeah. No one book can solve all your problems. Yeah. So you basically walk people through customizing systems out there to make them work for their family. Yes. And so in that, we talk about a lot of different things, but some of my favorites are having a chore system Mm -hmm. for your people and a meal planning system. Yeah. And then more of a, like a daily rhythm Mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that, I mean, there's a few more in there too, but I think that those three are kind of my main ones that I love to focus on because I feel like that just creates, creates great expectations for the kids of what you expect of them. Mm-hmm. chore wise and rhythm wise and things are just more peaceful. I feel yeah. like when I know what's going on, I'm more at peace. And mm-hmm. I think our little buddies are the same way when they know what to do and what's expected of them and what's coming next. Yeah. They're in a safer place and they're, they're more peace too. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about rhythms, what, what's the difference between a rhythm and a system? <clears throat> I think, okay. So this are they interchangeable? Are they exactly the same? Are they different? What's what's benefits of them? Well, I think of a system as being like one. I mean, this could be totally wrong. I don't know what works <laughs> it says about this or anything. So I don't know if I'm answering this correctly, but in my world, a system is like we have a system for getting dishes done. Mm-hmm. And that's I say, everybody dishes, and they all come in and unload the dishwasher. Okay. And I'm not doing it, right? So that's kind of our system for dishes. And that's like a singular thing. But a rhythm is like a weekly, daily thing. So in the morning, we have couch times. So we start our homeschool day. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we have five o'clock jobs and there's a bedtime routine and all that. Like those are just kind of how our day flows. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, it just helps. It's more, I feel like it's more music to yeah. accompany your day. Is that silly? Yeah, no. Um, so it just makes things more peaceful in a daily aspect. And then also a weekly aspect, knowing that like our, our special buddies really thrive on this of like, okay, it's Tuesday. So Tuesday, I go to appointments, Wednesday, I go to appointments, Thursday, I go to appointments, Monday, Miss Jolene comes like, they just have these, they know what day it is and they know what's going to happen that afternoon. And that's just really helpful. So they kind of figured out our, our rhythm for our week and Sunday we rest and Thursday night, state night, like they, they just know these things. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's like that daily rhythm and the weekly rhythm that just help the week go smoothly. Yeah. So it sounds like rhythms are more of like that step back overall pacing of your life while the systems are like the components that actually make those rhythms work. Ooh, that was beautifully said. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that also I, when I'm helping mamas create rhythms, I feel like what, how I walk them through that is I have to make up a schedule mm-hmm. of like, here's kind of your ideal day of what it, you want it to look like. Yeah. And that way you can kind of see the time slots and see what, what you want to happen and stuff like that. But then we kind of let go of the schedule part. And we just know that when we wake up, like we kind of 
build this rhythm mm-hmm. in and then we step back from the okay it's nine o'clock this is what we're doing mm-hmm. because nobody really wants to live that way I think yeah or we don't really want to live that way maybe, yeah. it, maybe it helps other people thrive but we just know now that like after we have couch time you go do your work and mm-hmm. this I mean everybody just kind of knows what's what's next Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long does it typically take? Like when someone starts to implement systems or rhythms, how long does it take for them to become? And I know that there's always going to be times to tweak and change them, but when, how long does it take for those rhythms and systems to really start to run on their own? Like what, what, what can we expect as we start to systematize how we do life? I think that greatly depends on the family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, hands down greatly depends on the family. I have some mamas that maybe have a little more ADD tendencies. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time just jumping right in. And then other ones that are like, I'm, I just need everything to change. I'm doing it right now. I'm putting everything in place. Right. So other people are just like one step at a time. And mm-hmm. other people want a full overhaul right now mm-hmm. to make things happen. Yeah. And I think when, when they do that, they probably find some things that like, that's not as important and it kind of falls off, but the big things are in place and help their, help their weeks and days run smoother my sweet AD, my sweet ADD friends, I just really encourage them just to think about one thing, like the one thing that they would really love to change. And let's just focus on that. And that probably takes like two weeks or so for them to really get that in into play mm-hmm. and running smoothly in their families. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. I know like years ago I did, I started working with a life coach and it like took some time for me to figure out like some things came easier than others. And then some things took a little bit longer. And then that's where you come in, I'm assuming to help them work through so that they don't give up and quit on those systems. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause I know, I mean, like I know that they will work. Yeah. I know that they'll work, but I think it's a matter of getting over your habitual. Like one, one of the things I encourage mamas to do is just to have one laundry day. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing laundry every day because that, is a lot. And it's every, I felt like when I was doing laundry every day, it felt like I was spending like 45 minutes on laundry every day. And it was taking up all my brain power. Cause I was take, thinking, okay, I've got to go switch it out. Yeah. Okay. I got to go fold the laundry. It's all in the bed. I got to go take care of that. And it just took so much out of me, but moving it to one day, it's just like, okay, we're gonna knock it out this day, be done, whatever. But I think that a lot of people have hard time getting on to that train because like somebody will have an accident or something. So then they're like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do all the laundry. I'm like, nope. We just got to just do, just do the laundry for that and then hold off on everything else and continue with your system. So, yeah. So, you know, I never thought about, I mean, we actually do only do laundry on one day because my husband does it. And so it's Saturday. So Friday night, he's like, everyone bring everything down. And then he'll spend like all day Saturday kind of like visiting the basement and like putting in a load and hanging things up. And so he does batch the laundry. And I know that you talk about batching different things in your home. So what other things do you recommend to batch? Because I mean, like I wouldn't have thought of laundry is something to batch. The only reason why we do that is because my, my husband works full time and he can't do it during the week. So I think we need to talk about how you got your husband to do all the laundry. Oh, he's just very particular and he doesn't like the way I do it. Oh. <laughs> well, that works. I love that. That's so um, I didn't secretly sabotage the loads of laundry, I promise. But he's sort of like, yeah, that's not the way you do it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, God bless them. I've never heard somebody having that problem before, <laughs> having that situation before. I don't know if it's a problem. I think it's a I've been told if I can't do it right, don't touch it. So I stay away. You don't say anything or try to figure that one out. That's nope. amazing. <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry, batching. Yes. Okay. What other things could we batch that we may not be thinking of? I mean, I get so excited about this. I love to batch our office stuff. So mm-hmm. like filing, dealing with papers, all that. So when papers come in, I just have a little system that I put all the papers in that I need to deal with and then put all the ones I need to file. But then I have an office day where I pull out all of my, I mean, my label is really deal with it. So I pull out all my deal with it stuff and I sit down and I make sure I touch every piece of paper and either pay the bill or sign the paper, or whatever needs to happen with that. And then put it in file and then I get all my file stuff and put it away. And that way I'm only sitting down and doing that once a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm also any scheduling appointments or anything like that. I've written down during the week to make that happen. Yeah. And so I just, I'm just sitting down once and going through all ah, of that stuff. And I think that those, I mean, a lot of those things are just things that nag at you. Like, Oh, crud, I got to make that appointment. Oh, I got to do that. I got to call these people and invite them to dinner. Whatever those things are, they just nag at your brain and they take away, they take away that brain power that you Mm -hmm. need for everything else to love on your people. And so just making that a one time a week situation is really, really helpful. So we have laundry day, office day, so kitchen day and kitchen day, we like brown any meat. If we're doing any soups or anything like that, we'll go ahead and cook them that day. And just really doing the brunt work, like chopping veggies, mm-hmm. cutting up the salads for the week, whatever that is, we do that all in one day. So that way we just make a total disaster of the kitchen one day and then get it all washed and put away and mm-hmm. we're done. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I know I, I joke around with my friends. We, I do mail everything. The mail comes in the house and it goes in a box and I don't deal with it until the weekend. And that's when I pull it out, go through it all, pay the bills. And so like my friends or my mother-in-law will send me stuff and they'll be like, oh yeah, didn't you get my letter? I'm like, I don't, I don't know till Sunday. Like I don't even, <laughs> I don't even look and they, they give me a hard time about it, but I'm like, it works for me because then that's the one day that I can deal with the bills. I can deal with the coupons. I can, you know, throw things out, recycle it, address the things I need to address, and then I move on. So I didn't even know that that's what I was doing was batching my my office day, my home office day. <laughs> I mean, you're just making all of the things happen. Oh my goodness. All right. I, love that. I still have some areas that need some work though. <laughs> all right. So I know that you talk about eliminating, automating, and delegating things. And I'm sure there's somebody out there saying, is that really possible? I have to do all the things. Can you talk to us more about these and give us some suggestions of where we can do that in our home? Yeah. I think that a big part of that is sitting down and kind of thinking through what you don't want in your life, like what things actually drain you and what does not bring you life. Mm-hmm. And then kind of going through that list and thinking through, is there anything that I can delegate out? And so that could look like delegating out chores to your kids and having them do stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of mamas have a hard time with this because they're not going to do it as great as you. But it's like one less thing you have to worry about. And then like even doing it halfway is probably better than it not happening at all, Right. And in that they're learning to be a part of your team and they're learning to take responsibility and they're learning like, like that. how to actually do things. So that way, when they go off to college, they actually know how to mop a floor Yeah, and they're not clueless about how to do dishes or do their laundry or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like they have a plan for that and they know how to do that. So delegating out to kids is like my number one, my number one thing. I think a lot of things can be eliminated that we put pressure on ourselves that need to happen. I we're just so busy. And I think we wear our busyness like a badge, like, oh, things are just so hard and I'm so busy all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I think just kind of trimming down on those things and saying no to things and really taking inventory of what really matters. 
Like your kid doesn't need to be in every sport out there. Like it's just, yeah, it doesn't need to happen. Like, so maybe pick one sport and eliminate the rest. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of those, a lot of that is just like taking away your car time and giving you, putting you back in your home Mm -hmm. and creating this peaceful place in your home. And a lot of that has to do with you being there or not. Right. Yeah. So we talk about delegating and eliminating and then automating. I think, I mean, there's so many things that I've learned to automate and that makes me so happy. So, I mean, I think everybody's doing grocery delivery or grocery pickup now. So it's not even a thing to be telling people anymore, but that was like my number one thing that had completely changed my life of not going to the grocery store anymore. Having medications delivered to your house, things like that, that just take you out of doing it Mm -hmm. and have it automatically happening in the background. So you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. So those are kind of the automation things. And I think that also, I mean, even, even having the coffee set the night before and having that on auto, like just so you don't have to wake up to that task Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. 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 I'm sure there's places that we can become more efficient so that we can spend more time with the people we love for sure. And, you know, when I talk to people, I, you know, coach them through, okay, this pandemic has changed things for us. We've eliminated a lot of things because we've had no choice. And in different areas, as things open up, what are you adding back? And do you, do you really miss that? Did your kids really miss that? Are they asking for it? Or are you just adding it back to add back? And so when you talk about, do they need to be in three sports? No. What can keep you out of the car and in your home more? And so I think that now is a good time to really take stock of what we really need to be doing and what we don't need to be doing. Yes. I'm like a million percent agree with you. And Kimberly, as you were saying that, I'm thinking one of the things that we have delegated out to people, we have hired babysitters mm-hmm. to do a lot of the driving for us. Mm-hmm. And especially, I mean, our little buddies have appointments three times a week. And so that's just, yeah. I, I was spending all afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just waiting in a waiting room. And it was right. raining because I couldn't do anything. And I'm just sitting there, right? Yeah. So kind of a pride thing of, what are they going to think of me that I'm not taking my children to therapy? But once I got over that, my goodness gracious, it has been so freeing to have somebody just take care of that for me, take them to appointments, and I can stay home and make sure things are running smoothly. Because if I was there, things here would have gotten a little chaotic. And then I'd come mm-hmm. home to chaos after I've been frustrated that I haven't been doing anything. And so it it's just made all around everything better. And I'm a better mom yeah. delegating that out to someone else. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So how do we help our kids to get involved with this and to help us? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is another thing I feel really, I feel a lot of passion about because I feel like we've, we're raising children that are really self-entitled mm-hmm. and so we're basically serving them all the time, right? And they're not, they're not participating in anything chore-wise or helping-wise or teamwork-wise in our homes. Mm-hmm. And so let me kind of walk you through the process of how I coach a mama through chores, have them kind of write down everything that they're doing. And then we kind of think through what, what, and if a kid could help with that. So Mm -hmm. like feeding the animals or unloading dishes, like unloading dishes is the thing that I just hate. I don't mind loading them, but I really hate unloading them. (laughs) So I have my kids do that. Like I don't do it. Um, So we've kind of create, we create morning routines and morning expectations so our people do a lot of roommate responsibilities, which are things that I want them to know how to do before they go to college. They need to be able to do on their own. So it's I a like lot of that expression. Yeah. 
well, I had it. Well, my <laughs> best friend in college had this roommate and she was a disaster. Like, <laughs> you couldn't walk through the room because there was so much crap everywhere. My roommate or my best friend would have to like push things back so that she could have her own space. She would just like get a stick and push things back. It was awful. Oh, I bet. Anyway. So I think about her and I think I want my kids to know how to pick up after themselves. So like picking up their room, making their bed, brushing their teeth. My little buddy's like throwing their pull-ups away, like doing all of those things, getting dressed on their own. Mm -hmm. I really want to empower them to be able to just take care of their own being. And then also, also roommate responsibilities of like cleaning up your room, making your bed, unloading dishes, knowing how to do dishes, taking your dishes to the sink, things like that. Right. So all the kids have their roommate responsibilities in the morning and then plus one job. And so that could look like taking out the trash or have another buddy feeding animals, another one watering plants, bigger kids help with like the pool stuff, like the pool equipment, like switching out the, mm-hmm. cleaning out the robot. Yeah. I say that otherwise. So everybody has like one more job tacked onto that. Mm-hmm. And so then during the day, there's clearly expectations of clearing off your stuff and whatever. Yeah. But then in the evening time, we have five o'clock jobs. And this is my absolute favorite thing. I might've said like 50 times, but really this really is. We have a timer set for five o'clock at our house. And with that, everybody has a job to do. And so we kind of focus on three things when we're thinking about five o'clock jobs. Like what do they need to prep for tomorrow? What do they need to prep for dinner? And something else. Mm-hmm. So at five o'clock, that's my cue to go into the kitchen and start getting dinner ready. And I set a timer for that because I will often forget what time it is. <laughs> we'll be outside playing and it's seven and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to feed these people and get them to bed. Yeah. And <clears throat> I feel like the day gets away from us if we don't. And so when I'm in there cooking dinner and everyone else is helping and doing their jobs of helping prep for dinner and getting stuff on the table and I'm not doing it all, I feel a whole lot less bitter at my people. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like I can easily get to the place of if they're all in there watching TV or playing a game and I'm like doing all the work of like putting all the dishes out and cleaning up other things. And I don't know, it just, it put me in a really crazy spot. But whenever I can look out and be like, oh, everybody's helping. We're doing teamwork here. This is, we're a team. We kind of use that mentality a lot of like, we're a team, we work together. It just creates this beautiful picture of what a family should run like, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's kind of how I set up things with mamas, mm-hmm. pulling your children into that. I think making a good plan, that's like a solid plan and making clear expectations of what you expect of them, but then sitting down and kind of having those conversations of, Hey guys, I have just noticed that maybe we need to pick up, we need to work on her teamwork as a family. Mama's just doing everything. And I'm, I'm really tired and showing them that vulnerability of like, I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. It's a really big thing. I think it just creates intimacy in the family when you're like, I really need your help. And it it's very humbling because you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have to get to a place of complete overwhelm before you can get there. But I think just having that conversation with your people and really setting those expectations and being like, okay, okay so I'm going to have you guys help out a little bit more. This is what I expect of you. And with our little or buddies, I, <laughs> we kind of do this thing. Anytime there's like a new season or a new, like we're starting school, we're starting summer jobs kind of change up a little bit depending on yeah. who's home and what's happening. Right. And so I'll make a new chore chart and I'll pass them around and they'll kind of read through them and tell us what they're doing. And then I'm like, Oh wait, who's doing trash? Oh, okay. Hannah's doing trash. And she'll get all excited about it. And 
And this just sets a really clear picture of who's supposed to be doing what. And we're all excited for Hannah doing the trash and emptying all the trashes around Mm -hmm. the house. And I think that's been the best way for us to just set those clear expectations and feel like we're all on, on a team together. Yeah. And I think it's important for kids to understand that the, that they have a part to play and that, that that matters. And we see that I see within my kids when one of the children aren't home because they're at a practice or at a friend's house and their job isn't getting done, what they really see the value and everybody's part that they have to play. Right. And so sometimes it depends on what it is that our children are not home for, but we'll ask another sibling to step in. Hey, you know, she's not eating with us tonight. She's not here, it's not fair. She would have to come home at 10 o'clock tonight and do her chore. So could you just take care of this for me? And they, they started to realize, oh, if we all work together, we can make this work. And they, they also know what happens in the absence of someone not doing their job. And so I think it really gives them that sense of wanting to pitch in and be a part of it. And they just know that it's it's needful. And, and I think it makes them feel valued too. Oh, hands down and gives them purpose. And I, I mean, this is so off topic, but I watched this documentary on these kids. It was like boot camp in China or something like that. And it was all about these kids are super entitled and had everything just handed to them. And they were the most depressed, like children ever. And they put, I mean, I'm not recommending this for anybody, but they put these parents put their kids in like this boot camp where they actually had to do jobs and chores and like learn about teamwork and all these things. And they left like feeling confident and valued and Mm -hmm. like they had a purpose and while that was a very extreme choice on the parents' part yeah. um, in both ways, I think that just the picture of that, of feeling like they had some sort of purpose and some reason to wake up because somebody was depending on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really big deal. And I think especially, I feel like childhood depression and suicide rates and all of those things are like way up with our our young adults. And I, I don't know, I would love... I would love for that to change for us as parents to be able to empower our children to know that they're they're doing more and yeah that we need them. So yeah, 100%. All right. So wrap up is and tell us a little bit about your master course. It's called From Chaos to Calm. Tell yes. us more about it. Yeah, I just created this course because I was wanting to help more mamas and kind of have a, a lower price entry situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just walks you through your particular life and thinking through what gives you life and what drains you and what drains you, mm-hmm. how we can automate, delegate, and eliminate those things. And so we talk about a ton of ideas on how to eliminate, how to delegate, and how to automate things in your home. And we talk about how to put chores in place for your people. Mm-hmm. And the things that give you life, we talk about how to prioritize them, how to put them into a daily rhythm and a weekly rhythm. So that way that you and your family can thrive and really be intentional with your time with your people. Yeah. Um, there's so many things can really, that I feel like I really wanted to be imparting upon my children that I thought this is like really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I could say that's a value for me, but then looking at our schedule in our life, it just did not reflect at all. Mm-hmm. And so really taking that time to just kind of step back and say, these are the things that are important to me and really scheduling them in and making them a priority has been really amazing for us mm-hmm. like on, on all sorts of levels. Mm-hmm. And it's been so life-giving. And so that's kind of the the second part of, we try to get rid of all the stuff that drains us and then try to mm-hmm. prioritize the things that give us life. So yeah. well, that's great. Well, I, I think this is fantastic for any mom. I mean, 
I told you earlier, I love systems and I think it does 100% give us space for the things that matter to us once we can systematize, automate things and have less to think about for sure. Yes. I mean, decision fatigue is, it's real. I know. (laughs) Wear ourselves out. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me, Kimberly. You can find Laura at mamasystems.net. She's on Instagram as Mama Systems. I'll link to all of that, plus her course, From Chaos to Calm, in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave a review? Besides sharing this episode with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive and your reviews help families find us. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. 